and also Gili happened in 03. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah. That would be a great rewatch. Talk about <laughs> problematic movies to rewatch. That you know one what? I remember was horrible when it happened. I think I don't I don't actually think I've ever seen it because of the reviews it got and yeah. because everybody just like hammered on it. I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't need that. I don't even need to yeah, I don't watch need that it. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. I don't need that in my life. That was that was such a monumental movie because both Ben Affleck and J Lo were on such a rise. Uh yeah. And they both everybody was like, Holy shit, what oh was my that? God. <laughs> like what happened? Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And you're here. That means you love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have... The, the Wedding Planner. Planner. And if you want to reach out to us, you can always do that on TikTok at Romcom Rewind, as well on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. We respond to literally every single DM we get. It's a great way to uh, suggest some movies or just, you know, see what's coming up. So we have a message from Megan. She said, Hey, absolutely loving your podcast. I recently listened to the proposal episode and thought you'd might be interested in a couple of facts about the movie. My husband grew up in Sitka, Alaska, and the movie was a big deal. There are two scenes filmed in Sitka. The truck at the beginning is driving on the main road in Sitka, driving out of the hatchery. The second scene is when Sandra's character is riding the bike. She is riding through Totem Park in Sitka. The second one is the city said no to let them film the movie there. Uh, I'm not 100% sure of the details, but my husband said they just said no. Hope you find those interesting. Thank you so much, Megan. Those were really interesting, and I did what not know fact. that. Yeah, wow. totally. It's so cool how your husband grew up there. I love that. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, please follow, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, let's dive in. The Wedding Planner is a 2001 romantic comedy directed by Adam Shankman. This is the story of Mary, played by Jennifer Lopez. She is in, can we still call her like an all-star wedding planner? Oh, she's the best wedding planner for sure. I didn't really know those existed <laughs> until this movie. She is an all-star though. She ends up nabbing or attempting to nab a massive client in this woman, Fran Donnelly. We gather that her family has a lot of money. She's played by uh, Bridget Wilson-Sampras. As Mary is winning over this potential clientele of Fran, Mary ends up meeting this amazing guy named Eddie one magical afternoon as he saves her from a runaway garbage can, which we'll get to. They go on a very cute date night. They see a movie in the park. And it really feels like, hey, wow, this is true love beginning to blossom between these two. The unique conflict of our story in The Wedding Planner, though, is that Mary, she is wedding planning now for Fran. We realize, spoiler alert, Eddie, or rather, they call him Steve. His name is Steve played by Matthew McConaughey, is actually Fran's fiancé. Dun, dun, dun. Of which Mary is wedding planning for now. Crazy. Scandalous. So scandalous. And it's them kind of navigating this awkward, uncomfortable uh, scenario. Um, there's a lot of volatile interactions after that, but then maybe, dare I say it, do we actually find that true love we were hinting at before? Spicy. Explain to me how you have a career in making everybody else's dreams in love come true, but in your own life. You know, Dad, it's okay. While Mary was planning everyone else's love life, she didn't have one of her own. Mary, you haven't been on a date in two years. You can't avoid love forever. You know those who can't do teach? Those who can't wed, plan. So fate stepped in. Are you okay? You saved my shoe and my life. Thoughts on the wedding supervisor? It's really cute. It's a good watch. Um, it's great, like to watch leading into wedding season. Yes, we we've gotten so many requests for wedding movies. Yes. And this has been our plan. First of all, we're almost exclusively doing listener requests now because we've gotten so many from you. So thank <laughs> yeah, you for much. that. <laughs> uh, it's made our jobs easier. We don't need to think about what we're doing. We're just, okay, what did the, oh, they suggested that. It's a yeah. great idea. Uh, but there is a lot of wedding movies on the horizon. The Wedding Planner is super cute. You know, I love um, the matchup of Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey. I think they they really have some great chemistry. They really play well off each other. I overall really liked it. It was an easy watch. It was fun. 
We're going to have differing views on this one. Oh, what do you mean? But you know what? This is actually one of my favorite reasons that we do this podcast, rewatching okay. movies like this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really love the premise of this movie as okay. much as I did back in the early 2000s. Okay, explain. When I first watched it, I thought, wow, what an amazing movie. This is great. What's not to love about Matthew McConaughey Seriously, and Jennifer Seriously, though, what yeah. is not to love about them? Tell me. <laughs> great question. <laughs> I think, can I ask you a question? Is this movie still romantic? Because the premise is that he almost cheats on his fiance with the wedding planner. Yeah, but you know, once you get past that, it's really cute. And that's what's really great about the movie. (laughs) So you admit that it is a problem though. Yes, but again, you got to get past that. It's good to go. And it's it's a great movie. They're phenomenal. He, and it's before that he knows that She's the wedding planner. I don't know if that matters. But like he claims, here's the thing though. He claims that he just wanted to go for a nice night. Right. He didn't care if it was with Mary or not. And we're going to dive deeper into this moment. But like he says like Steve likes movies is what he says. And I agree. I think a guy and a girl should be able to go to the movies together without the necessity of it being a date. A hundred percent. With that said, there was almost certainly a kiss. That nearly happened. Yeah, nearly happened. Right. Okay. So it didn't actually happen. It didn't. But it was going to happen. I would like to say that it wouldn't have happened. (laughs) (laughs) I love when we get politician Sarah out here. (laughs) Technically, from by the definition of a kiss, a kiss. uh, I really like this movie. (laughs) I want to keep it nice. (laughs) I agree with you. There's a line that it was going to be crossed, but I still like this movie. Leave it be. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So do hundreds of other people. They like this movie with me. Yes. They got past that piece. Yes, it's wrong, but we we still like it. it. Okay. Yes. We still watch the rest of the movie. Before we dive in, can I also ask another question about J-Lo? Okay. Was this, I'm wondering, I looked at her IMDb. Yeah. Was this her absolute peak? Because like she was a musician leading up to this point. Yeah. The movie Selena was 97. I feel like we really said, wow, what an amazing actress at that point. Enough said and Maiden, or sorry, this was 01. Mm -hmm. And then Maiden Manhattan was 02. I and think Made in Manhattan was her peak. That's the peak. I think so. Okay. Because I think like you still, you kind of, with Selena, you knew who she was. And then this was kind of an additional movie. Growing up, I always saw her as an like a, music, like a musician. Yeah. I didn't really see her as an actress, I guess. Um, but then, yeah, she started coming out with all these movies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. She's really good. I loved her in Made in Manhattan, though. That was stellar. So, Personally, I think oh, that was man. her peak. You know what? I I thought I thought this was it, but I think you might be right because if I think about these two movies, Wedding Planner, you know, you're opposite Matthew McConaughey. It's a, it's a romantic comedy. Yes. Whereas Made in Manhattan, that's a hundred minutes of mostly just Jennifer Lopez. It in, is in like a yeah. much more serious role. Yeah. So maybe you're more right. rom, more okay. rom for sure. And also, Gili happened in 03. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah. That would be a great rewatch. Talk about. <laughs> <laughs> problematic movies to rewatch. That you know one what? I remember was horrible when it happened. I think I don't I don't actually think I've ever seen it because of the reviews it got and yeah. because everybody just like hammered on it. I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't need that. I don't even need to yeah, I don't watch need that it. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. I don't need that in my life. That was that was such a monumental movie because both Ben Affleck and J Lo were on such a rise. Uh yeah. And they both everybody was like, Holy shit, what oh was my that? God. <laughs> like what happened? Also they're now together again. That's r- oh my god! Right? As of us recording this, mind blown. June of twenty twenty one. Yeah, they are back together again. Yes, wild, wild. <sighs> I can't believe she dumped a rod and went back to Ben. Went back to Ben. Yeah, he was Craziness. with that girl. He was with that girl from Knives Out. Did you know that? Oh, Anna Darmus. Yeah. Oh, that's who he was with. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's she's good. I liked her in Knives Out. Uh, that's if, wild. I wonder if they do a Gili reboot. Now Stop that it. No? They really shouldn't. It didn't work the first <laughs> yeah. time. They shouldn't do it again. They're both on highs right now. Oh my in God. Terms of their, uh, in their love lives. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't go to film. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's dive in. Okay. So, but after watching this movie though, I wanted to be a wedding planner. Oh really? I really like planning events in general, but it's like right up my alley. And I, after watching this, I was like, oh my God, I think that's, that's what I want to do. I want to be a wedding planner. There's not enough money in it though, where we live. I actually had that as something I wrote down in that, is that the most easily appealing job for the most amount of women? Like are, are women just like, Hey, wedding planning, love it. Cause 
I think about Hallmark romantic comedies, oh and it's always God. like some kind of event planner for some stupid Christmas festival. Okay, that's stupid like 90% aside, of the roles. That, that's not a word that's involved in Hallmark <laughs> movies. Take it out. But like so many of them have careers in like planning of Lots, something. Planning or like um, shop ownership or right. journalism is usually like the three big ones. Yeah, quaint businesses, any? sometimes family businesses, yeah, yeah, events. There's some kind of Christmas festival that, oh no, it needs to be saved because of a big corporation that's going to kill <laughs> Rudolph or I don't know what they <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I think... I think you have to be organized, like really organized and like, like very fast paced. But I mean, like for Hollywood or they're like, let's just make her a wedding planner. It's oh, perfect. I guess it's an easy like career to kind of go about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That or a journalist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Judy Greer. Yes, she is the she classic. Is- she's the quintessential best friend who's quirky and weird and a little bit strange. But you're like, hey, I but love her. But you love her. Yeah, I, I love her. And she's just going to be she's just gonna be in there for a few minutes and be quirky and weird. And it's great. And, it's and I, I find her roles continue the story. They're, they're a good almost bandage that brings one piece of the story and another piece of the story together. Well, you she's know? the reason why Eddie... And Mary end up going out on the yes, date, which will she yeah. is yeah. yes she's the glue not a band aid she's yeah, a glue. I, I was kind of confused by the band aid comment. <laughs> I I'll was be honest. trying to think I of something. I went with it, but I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay, the glue. She's the glue. She brings it all together in every single role that she has, though. You know, <laughs> the band aid. Are you already <laughs> on about the emergency pack that happens at this wedding? Because I want to talk about. Oh, okay, yeah, dish. Okay, so to start us off, yeah, so we. Uh, it opens up with Mary planning, like obviously she's in the middle of the planning yeah. of the wedding. Mm-hmm. Not not the planning, the execution of the wedding. It's happening. Mary is an extremely meticulous person. Everything is like clockwork at this wedding, except, oh no, father of the bride, where is he? She finds him on some steps. He is completely inebriated. And we see for a moment that Mary has some kind of fanny pack of, I saw sedatives. Yeah. It wasn't all sedatives though. No. It, uh, we understand that maybe it was an emergency pack for weddings. Oh, it 100% was. Yes. Our friend Sarah here <laughs> was a maid of honor at a wedding. I was. And you had an emergency pack for the bride just yeah. in case mm-hmm. something cataclysm happens. We used several pieces of that emergency kit. Can you share with us what is in a bridal emergency kit pack oh like i mean all the ladies would know but um i had bobby pins i had safety pins i had tums i had advil okay evian uh water spray just in case you needed a little spritz a spritz where on your face what or you know you need it's just water oh my god yeah she also had it you'll notice um she had it on her fanny pack mary had it on her did mary actually have that that's what she sprayed in his face on the stairs Oh, and a sewing kit. We used the sewing kit as well. We used several articles of that. Like it was, oh, and I also had granola bars in it just in case as we, um, the day went on, if we were, if we were a little bit peckish. (laughs) This is absurd. Anyway, it was like a go-to and even the guys used it too. The I was guys like, oh, only I used have it, it because it was there. What, let me guess. The granola bars. That's all they used it for. I do think that they had some yeah. granola bars. <laughs> <laughs> of everything you listed, I'm like, no, no, no. What even is that? No. Granola bars. Not a bad idea, actually. Oh, and shoes. Like like um, insoles. Like Wait, if Dr. Scholl's insoles, insoles are in, you case, kidding? in case our feet got You were sore. carrying insoles around with <laughs> yes. you in a fanny pack. I was, yeah. Along oh, with and an a charger. A portable charger. Oh, okay. I don't Just to that. charge our phones as Jesus. the day went on. You gotta, we gotta bring you to some music festivals. I feel like those are all transferable <laughs> items for uh, like Coachella. Minus the sewing kit. I don't know yeah. if you might need a sewing no, no, kit. No, I think you could still yeah? use that. Yeah, okay. you never know. Okay, so then Mary does go home after the the wedding. There is a point where she goes to play Scrabble with um, her Scrabble club because she's in a Scrabble club. Yeah. Um, and her dad has set her up with a childhood bestie. I don't know if they were really best friends, but um, Massimo. And he is straight uh, from Italy. Straight from like Italy. He just yes. Got in. On his moped, he drove it here <laughs> over the ocean. Yes. And Mary's dad has set them up to be married, not even to just date, but to be married. Like he flew him here to marry Mary, which is. Is wild. What would you like? Has has have your parents ever set you up before, or at least uh, tried? Not to be married, but not well, to first be married. of all, can we establish the fact that is he not the Grey's Anatomy guy? Okay. Oh, Alex Karev. Yes, he is. Th- that's right. He's Doctor Karev. Lovely human. Which is wild because he's like, um, 
I only watched like two seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. But he's kind of like straight as an arrow. Definitely. My parents tried to set me up. I don't think I've even gone on a single date with somebody they tried to set me up with because anytime it comes from your parents, I just like, I just don't want to do it. Is that maybe it's the rebelliousness in me where it's like, oh, you want me to do that? You want me to learn piano? Yeah. Not going to do that. And then years later, you're like, that piano is actually a really great instrument. I really should have learned that. So now I'm going to try to do it on my own. So yeah, they tried to set me up, but like to no avail. Yeah. Yeah. My yourself. No, no, no. Definitely. My parents have 100%. Oh, they have. To be fair, there are some parallels here because your mom is also Italian. Yes. Is there something about Italians or like, we just gotta, we gotta find some love for you. You know, is it, is it like that? No. No? I don't know. I'm just saying that's, that's a consistency. No, I think every parent wants their kids to be happy. Right. So I think it's different for girls and guys too. Like my mom would be like, Hey, what about her? I'd be like, no mom. And I'd leave and she'd be like, "Ah, well, he'll figure it out eventually. Whereas for girls, it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. We're going to find you the love of your life because girls are actually looking for the love of their lives. Guys are looking for nothing but they're looking for <laughs> they're looking for a, a hangout i, I was, gonna say, I was I trying know. to figure out a way to frame it you're right a hangout. you know what though i do remember a really funny story now we used to live on a, on on a lake and down down the road um there were there was a family that moved in and they had three boys and what i oh, i always thought like they were really really cute one day we were on the lake and my mom could see that they were also on their dock and we were on our dock and my mom said why don't you go over and see if they want to hang out take the paddle boat and go paddle down and and see you know say hi oh my god blah 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 like you want to you want to hang out you want to go for a paddle and you know maybe something you know will happen and so I went over I paddled how old were you oh like I was like probably hmm, 14, 15. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I go over and I paddle and I'm like, hey, like, I'm Sarah. It's nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm whoever. And I was like, oh, did you want to go for a paddle or did you want to hang out later? And the answer was no. (laughs) Not really, man. Just a no. And it was really, really embarrassing. It's like I was a dog and like had its tail and its legs paddling back the long 20 minutes. That's so awkward. 20 minutes paddling back to my own dock after getting rejected. And it wasn't even like a, oh, hey, yeah, like, let's hang out later or another day. No, it was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with you. And it was like, okay, That is such bye. a boy response. They were probably going to go play Call of Duty and like, nah. It was so awkward. play some video games. Yeah. And then there's Sarah just. Yeah, I, back. just like paddling the long 20 minutes back to my own dock. And like. He could visibly see me paddling back to my own dock the whole the time. Whole well, where are you going to go? You're just on a lake. Oh my, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so awkward. I, yeah, I forgot about that, actually. That's, I, I actually feel bad for you. <laughs> I feel bad for 14-year-old Sarah. That's rough. That's going to sit deep for a few years, oh I feel. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. Okay, so Mary's goal in her company that she works for is to be a partner at, at the company that Jerry makes her partner. And so the way to do that is to land this upcoming big wedding that was put in the newspaper. And Mary's like, I'm going to, I'm going to land it. And this is what I'm going to do. And once I do it and I execute the shit out of it, you're going to make me partner. Here we go. It's Fran Donnelly's wedding. It's Fran Donnelly's wedding. She meets with them. She meets with Fran and Fran's parents at a wedding that she's already doing. They kind of come and see and check it out. Fran sees Mary feeding the best man his speech in in an earpiece. That's actually one of the coolest rom-com moments. Okay. I do love that Genius one. or disingenuous? Oh, you know what? See, I am... Here's the thing. Okay, we're getting into some conflicting Devin arguments here. Okay. I think that's fair game. I think, you think I think perception is reality. And to every single wedding guest, that was a beautiful, touching speech. And it doesn't matter if it was fed to him via an earpiece. Nobody's going to know. Perception is reality. And that's her job. It to is To make her every job. guest think that this is the greatest wedding ever. But did he mean the words because he was just repeating them, you probably know? Probably not. He probably didn't even write the damn speech. Th- no, he definitely didn't. She definitely wrote that for him. The worst. Yeah, I think that's great. Disingenuous. <laughs> For sure. Fran's fiance, Eddie, does not come to meet we don't them. Meet we Eddie, don't meet and that's Eddie. Important. It is very important. We don't meet him. We have not met him at all yet. So then I I, I do have one question about this. Though. Okay. Biggest wedding faux pas because yeah. Fran's parents are also there. 
and it's kind of a little bit condescending. Her daughter or his her dad keeps on calling her oh the wedding God. lady or something like that. Yeah. Listen, wedding lady, we want nice hors d'oeuvres here. And you know what else, <laughs> wedding lady? And I'm like, hey, her fucking name is Mary. <laughs> Show a little goddamn respect, yeah, man. I, like I was that. getting annoyed for J-Lo in this performance <laughs> here. They start eating the food and drinking the wine. Yeah. Yo, you're not even technically guests. Like, Mary is trying to sell her services on you. And you're going to, like, drink... Dog, it costs a lot of money per plate to throw a wedding. Heck yeah. You're just eating dollars is what you're eating. That's what I You're eating money. Maybe it's because we're in the process of also (laughs) planning a wedding, so I'm (laughs) acutely aware of the cost of wine and hors d'oeuvres at a wedding. Yeah, Just drinking my money. Thank you very much. What are some other wedding faux pas? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think you never want to be that person who was like too drunk and had to be like carried out or that person who like starts a fight at a wedding you don't want to be too drunk at the wedding you don't want to be that person that everyone wakes up the next morning and talks about 100 percent. yeah you don't if the talk is about you and not the bride and groom you probably did something bad yeah (laughs) or you probably yeah drank too much and should have been cut off you know it's uh it's a fine line You, you can have fun but but not too much fun and this this meeting between fran mary This kind of, sorry? Goes very well. Goes very well. She's essentially hired, and this is a train that (laughs) crashes right into our meet cute. Because after that, Mary is, um, she's walking down a street. She gets her heel stuck in a manhole. That is my worst nightmare, getting a heel stuck in a grate. Maybe not something coming towards you. What? That's your worst worst, nightmare? But like one of them, for sure. No, it's not. Yes. What are the what are the stats on the, also just walk away. It's just a heel. <laughs> yeah, but they were really expensive heels. They oh, were her new shut ones. Stop. <laughs> stop this. So that's what happens with Mary. She gets her heel stuck in a manhole. Her expensive shoe. And then somebody bumps a garbage can far up this the hill. Taxi, yeah. And it starts slowly coming down towards her. And you know what I like about this scene? If you pay attention, you can see Eddie, Matthew McConaughey, his character, you can see him for a while in the background. Yes, he's, he's getting just, like, out of his car. his car. And he can kind of like, you can see him craning his neck and looking at what's going on. And Mary like walks away from the manhole and then she says what you said, which is, oh, I love those heels. And she goes back to grab them. And eventually Eddie intervenes and he tackles her as the garbage can arrives to essentially crush her. Come on. Oh, 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 are you okay? Are you okay? I titled it The Near Fatal Garage Bin Accident Meet Cute. Very specific. Yes. Not many movies have that much specifics in the no, meet cute. but I thought it was fitting. And then, you know, she's kind of in a daze. Your mental clarity's excellent. That's good. It's good. Don't appear to have a concussion. Took quite a fall. Why are you still on top of me? That's a good question. You see that dumpster there? Seems that dumpster tried to kill you. You were standing in the middle of the the road and it was coming right at you. Take your time. Sit up straight, you okay? It is a very cute meet cute. It is. It was very cute. And then we fade to black and we wake up and she is in a hospital. Yes. In like a surrounded a by children. Yeah, she's in a pediatrics <laughs> hospital. There are kids. That was a very cute comical it moment. It was. Oh my god, I loved that. Where the scene. kids are like, I don't know if she's gonna make it. And she's like, What are all these children doing? Here? Why are they making medical calls? Yeah, she's dead, all right. You think she's going to heaven? Definitely. She's got the cleanest toes I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we have Dr. Eddie walks in, Matthew McConaughey. Yes, he's a doctor. Pediatrics doctor. He's got great charisma with kids, which Super cute. Swoon over that totally, for sure. Absolutely swoonworthy. And he basically explains how he saved her life. And Penny shows up. The um the assistant, assistant and invites him to a movie night with the two of them. Yes. Would you go? And and here's the thing, Sarah, and we're getting into some gray areas because I might go to that. Maybe. I don't think I should, though. I'd feel weird about that. Would you at least say up front you're engaged? Oh, man, that's so tough. Interesting. I think you have to. Good, I think an- you good have answer, to. Devin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's hot in here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like... 
I think he did all the wrong things here, and you're right. He should have said up front that he was engaged, or he should have said no, but still, he goes on this. He does. He goes on this. Call it nothing else. It's a date, ladies and gentlemen. Well. That is a date. It's with Penny and Mary. So at this point. Right. So it's you know not a date. His rationale for not revealing that he's engaged is okay at this point. At this point. Yeah, I would say that that's okay. two girls, one guy. That's fine. Right? Yeah. Unless <laughs> <laughs> it's a threesome. But... Right, which we don't know yet. But, yeah. Shortly after arriving at the date, Penny comes up with some... Wild excuse. Superfluous excuse to get out of there. And now, okay, now we're just Eddie and Mary. At this point is when you would either say, mm, I got a dip too, or, oh, FYI, I am engaged. Dude, you can't dip too. That's horrible. You got you to gotta continue. We're on the train now. The train has left the station, Well, Sarah. then you We're on say it. that you're engaged. Yeah, maybe you drop a hint of some kind, and then maybe she dips because she's like, why am I wasting my time with a guy who's engaged? I think she's too nice for that. I think she would have enjoyed the movie and they would have been friends, lifelong friends. So the date, the date's actually my best scene. Oh, it's your best scene. This okay. This is my best scene. Okay. So th- there are certain types of cheese. Most types of cheese in romantic comedies I hate. But this type of cheese, the stuff we see in this scene, love the heck out of it. <laughs> I love any type of, um, you know, movie night under the stars. Maybe there's a performance under the stars. Anything where you're out in nature, hmm. but still like with groups of people watching something where it's quaint, it's cute. You can throw down some blankets and just... Very you know. cute. Uh, so that's what they're at. They're they're watching um, some kind of old-timey movie. Movie night in the park. It's a movie night in the park. It's, yeah, a, a classic movie. There's that moment where... Eddie, he's like throwing away his M&M's. I only eat the, the brown ones. Because? Because well, I figure they have less artificial coloring because chocolate's already brown. It's very scientific of you, Dr. Steve. Yes, thank you, Mary. There can't be any statistical fact to that. I'll get into that. But I, okay, is a quick fact. Mm-hmm. I like that it, it adds a little quirk to his character. And then there are old people dancing around during so one cute. of the... Listen, old people dancing always get me. I know. It's a weird thing. Okay, you too. It's like when old people, they're sitting on a bench in the park, and I'm just like, oh, you guys love each other so much. You guys are just so cute. It's so sweet. I love it. I love it too. So that's why this is my best scene. It's just such a, even though I don't love the fact that it's happening, and I think Eddie may be a little shady. Maybe a little bit shady that he's there, but the whole moment is really, really sweet. Yes, I agree. You know what? I do love that scene as well. It's not my best scene, but I do love it. And to Eddie's credit, the security guard, mm-hmm. who Mary knows from the Scrabble team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I've been dancing quite some time. Okay. Girl asked you to dance. You dance. Bert. Bert's right. Yes, Mary, I would love so Eddie was trying to pump the brakes a little bit. He he was pressing. Pause. I'll give that to him. Yep, yep. Give it to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then by the end of that dance, a kiss. We were so close to a kiss. Sarah. Yes, it was right there. And then it stopped. But it would have happened if what? If, if it didn't was, didn't it start, start raining? raining? Yeah, yeah it yeah, started it raining yeah. for sure. Kissing in the rain. Lovely meet cute. Very cute. Just don't love the premise behind it. Can yeah. I ask though? Okay. Are these the two most attractive romantic comedy leads of all time? I'm talking like together as a duo. You Ooh. know. I I do like them together. Yes, but I would like to think you know. Matthew, I'm just talking about pure attractiveness. Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. What Kate Hudson is more attractive than Jennifer Lopez? I would say she's definitely on par with her. Whoa. Yeah. What a statement, Sarah. Okay. Um, I had hmm. Jude Law and Cameron Diaz in the holiday. Ooh. They're both very attractive human beings. Yes, they definitely are. Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts in Notting Hill. Oh, my God. I've got Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, pretty woman. Richard Gere's pretty hot Who's for an old man. Who's more attractive, Richard Gere or Hugh Grant? I think Young I might give Hugh it to Grant. Hugh. Yeah. Young Hugh Grant, I think he sure. gets it with the British accent. Oh, pff, yeah. yeah. Give him an edge. Um, okay, 27 dresses, Catherine Heigl and James Marsden. James Marsden. He's hot. He's always the other guy in everything. I never think of him as a leading man, but he is in that. He movie. is. He is the leading man in 27 <laughs> Dresses. Okay, so I'm clearly wrong. I literally <laughs> just refuted my own point. Yeah. Uh, the last one I had, this might be a spoiler for Definitely Maybe. <gasps> oh, 
I think Isla Fisher and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I think you might be humans. right. I think I am right. They are both gorge. Amazing. Yeah. <gasps> Spoiler alert for definitely Ooh, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. You might have that. So during that meet cute, though, back to that, um, Mary talks about how she is a member of the Bay Area Scrabble Club. Yeah. Were you ever in any interesting clubs? In high school or college? Uh, I or? mean, I was in high school band. I don't think that's as interesting as Scrabble Club. The The backstory there is a really interesting character building part for Mary because it's Ooh, like yeah. her mom and dad came right from Italy and they were trying to learn the English language better, so they started playing Scrabble. Don't ask. Oh, come on. Can't leave me hanging on that. I'll see you at Scrabble practice. Kid, what's that? <sighs> I'm a member of the Bay Area Scrabble Club. Pathetic, I know. Wow. What? That is pathetic. Shut up. <laughs> At least I can spell. What can you do? I uh, throw a main yo-yo. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? No more caramel corn for you. I'm serious. I mean, it... how'd you get into it? I've never met anyone who was a member of a Scrabble Club before, that's for sure. Well, when my parents came over from Italy, they joined the Scrabble Club so they could learn English. And after my mom died, my dad just became, like, obsessed with the game and wanted me to play with him all the time. So I guess in a way I was destined. I think that was a great story, like a great plot. It's it's a writing. nice little backstory to kind of nip in there that creates a little bit more context behind her mom and father and her family and all this stuff and her connection to her father. I think it's always one of those things that it's, like, surprising. I used to bowl in a league. Like I used to be in oh, a bowling yeah, league as a kid growing up. Um, and so every week like we'd go to our bowling and like we would get badges for how well we would do. Like oh I had a shirt. God. I had a I had a bowling badges. I had a bowling shirt. Like you know oh in, in the movies God. you see how bowling shirts. I shirt? I had a bowling shirt. I think oh. I was like twelve or thirteen. Oh Jesus, we need to see this bowling shirt. Um there's was it pictures. like a classic old man bowling shirt? Uh, like no, up. no, but it was like a golf shirt and, oh, okay. and my mom would sew pins, like my mom would sew like the little oh, things that Jesus. I would get is as I would win. Is there a picture of this that exists Oh yeah, no, somewhere? there definitely is. Wow. And this was also the time when, um, uh, bandanas were in, like you'd wear bandanas on your hair as Stop. like a little head. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to find this picture. I was also going to bring up the fact that you took sailing lessons. Oh, I did. Yes, I did take sailing as well, which is super cool. I have an eclectic really background of, uh, of knowledge there, Sarah. <laughs> It's like bowling. Knots, actually. You you use my knowledge of knots, so. I've got my boating license, but anytime yeah. we get to a dock, I'm like, Sarah, do this. <laughs> You're much better at knots than I am. Hey, and I'm not emasculated by that. That's that's a skill that you have that I've I am not as knowledge, good at. I've learned good knowledge, how to bowl and tie knots sailing. <laughs> so now we've established, okay, here's, here's the line of connection. Fran Donnelly has hired Mary as the wedding planner. Mary is smitten because she went on this amazing date with a guy named Eddie yes. at the park. Steve. Right. At that time, he calls himself Steve. Yes. And Fran's fiance is Eddie. Really, we find out that Steve and Eddie are the same man. Then we get to a moment where Mary is bringing Fran to a dancing class. And that's the first time she's going to meet this fiance, Steve. And surprise... It's Matthew frickin' McConaughey. <gasps> Steve and Eddie are the same man. And there's this extremely awkward so moment awkward. of them shaking hands, and it's super uncomfortable. And I feel like, for, I, uh, like as Fran, how did you not catch on to that, you know? Like, how did you not catch, like, it was just emanating off of them, the awkwardness. Emanating. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. Like a fireplace. <laughs> <They're>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And now here's the worst part is that Fran gets a call. Oh my god. So she can't partake in the dancing and this dance instructor and he says, "All right, everybody pay her up." And Fran says, "Yeah, like those two, they're they're going to dance." So now friggin' Mary and Eddie need to ballroom dance of which they are both extremely skilled at dancing. Yes. So they're like th- this was a runner-up for my best scene. And they've already danced together. They've already danced together. They are ballroom dancing while arguing through the story of that night. Like, why did you go on a date with me? Like, I didn't know you had a fiancé. The day that you had the accident. That was a special day. Yes, it was. I was running late. How convenient. 
I was on my way to meet Fran and our wedding planner, which Dance. you turn out to be. What are the odds? Dance! Dance! Why did you tell your fiance that you hurt your thumb saving a little old lady That's right. and not me? Why did you pretend that it wasn't me? Like, why did you pretend that it was a little old lady? You didn't show that because you don't want to get married. I see it all the time. You see what? Why'd you tell your fiance you saved an old lady? But they end up having a very um, fiery dance-off, a ballroom dance-off. Yes, where everybody ends up clapping at the Everybody very agrees. End. Hey, wow. Look at these two. That was, you know, I have to say that that was, yeah, one of my best scenes for sure. It's kind of iconic with it this is. movie. Um, and even at the end, the dance instructor is like, these two, these two have it. Now we've established the main conflict of the story of which... Eddie's already engaged to Fran, man. Fran, man. Fran, man. It's a problem. Yeah, and I think like the cardinal cardinal rule comes into play here. Mary says, you know, the cardinal rule is to not fall in love with the groom. Mm-hmm. You don't fall in love with the groom. Um, to be fair, she didn't know he was the groom. And the penny pep talk is important now because Mary turns around and says, "I gotta, I gotta throw away the account." And Penny basically convinces her to approach this like any other dumbass groom like he's yeah. just a guy yeah. he is just a stepping stone to getting you to be partner yeah if you throw this away if you throw the Fran Donnelly wedding away you're not partner so just keep on planning the wedding power through this and she does so they want to check out a venue a possible venue Mary goes with Eddie Steve I don't yeah. know who, who, what do we want to call him Eddie, him? Eddie. Okay. seems to call him Eddie. Yeah. Eddie and Fran and they head to the vineyard for the weekend but then Fran asks Mary how her new guy is and Mary says oh yeah it didn't work out turned out he was the groom of a wedding she was planning and Eddie at one point during this conversation actually swerves the car into oncoming traffic to kind of jolt the, <laughs> yeah. jolt the conversation away because <laughs> obviously um He's the guy who's engaged yes. to a wedding she is planning. So Yeah, which, like, again, Fran, come on, girl. Pick up the, like, the clues. How do you not know? Or how do you not even ask the question, like, what was his name? Or, like, you know, how what happened? How did you find that out? Yeah. Oh, like a dance lesson. And then when, when they get to this vineyard at Napa Valley... Who's there but Massimo? Good old Massimo comes to see her at the vineyard to surprise her. And he says that he is her fiancé, which Eddie is like oh, totally. Oh, you got a fiancé yeah. all of a sudden. And okay. now, oh, you're, you're getting mad at me for doing that. And yet you have a fiancé all on your own. Which the fault is still on Eddie. Like 100%. I feel like in this movie they tried to flip it to, whoa, like yeah. Mary's such a bad person. But it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I mean, Massimo's just flying in here and creating chaos. Yeah, Massimo. Eddie's upset. Yeah, and then they have this like weird invisible competition, the two men. They kind of go off and they go to the gym and they're running on the treadmill and then they're doing pull-ups and to see how many pull-ups they can do. And it's just absurd. Why is this happening? Then they go on a horseback ride. And I used to think that the horse chase was romantic because he saved her from the runaway horse. And But now I'm absolutely terrified to be on a horse that's running and won't stop. And like, luckily somebody would save me. But it's it's romantic in the sense that he went after her, but terrifying that the horse wouldn't stop. I just remembered back to your Scrabble question. Um, I was a junior counselor at a, uh, a horse um, stable. That's right. So that's my weird thing that I was into for a while when I was a kid. So it's I not weird. could theoretically save you. Um, yes. Depending oh, see, if any of that knowledge. My still knight in shining armor. <laughs> but yeah, so so he saves her. They have a nice little chit chat of. I think she softens to him a little bit yes. at that point. Yeah. So then Mary gets back from the trip and she's taking a nap and her dad decides to come in her apartment and is measuring her for her wedding dress. And we find out that in this instant, her parents actually had an arranged marriage. That's right, which is an interesting revelation. It gives, once again, a little bit more context to why her dad is so obsessed with her getting engaged to Massimo or just getting engaged to somebody because, you know, he had an arranged marriage and it worked out perfectly so why wouldn't it work out for his daughter mary and then he just wants her to be happy and so he believes that being married and you know being with somebody else would make her happy which to be fair is not the right way of going about it that's terrible nope. advice just because it worked out for you yep you're probably the exception to the rule yeah <laughs> the rule yeah. being arranged marriages often are not great yeah this is where my best scene is just because i think it was really funny <laughs> Okay. And and the way that they actually, again, like you said, soft, were softening to each other. And um, so they're walking in this wonderful, beautiful park and they're picking 
statues for the um for the reception yes. and the wedding and they're talking and he says you know i see my wedding i always pictured a small wedding myself close friends and family on the beach somewhere cool salty breeze and they're looking at statues for the wedding and one of them actually falls off its stand they kind of bump it and it falls off and they're picking it back up and his pecker his words his pecage. his words yeah that's um, right yes fell off and she of course pulls out her i guess she always has her it emergency she's bag of she things. pulls out her emergency little fanny pack and it has super glue and so she puts the super glue on the pecker and i'm just gonna call it that <laughs> yeah. and he takes it in his hand and puts it back on well, because it's super glue, his hand gets stuck. And meanwhile, a security guard is walking towards oh, them. Steve's stuck. What? Steve's glued to his finger. Hi there. Hi. Hi there. Sir, uh, touching the statues isn't permitted. Right. Yes, sir. You know what? You're right. It's limestone. It's not granite. We had a bet going on what he was made out of. She won. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Your hand, sir. <laughs> yep. My hand. There it is. Limestone penis, and you think he'd be bigger, huh? And sure enough, he takes it off, and the whole package comes with it. And yeah. uh, I don't know if they got in trouble. I kind of wanted to see what happened, you know? I, I think Fran probably got an invoice for that statue, <laughs> for sure. You can't knock the pecker off a statue. How old is that statue, you know? It's a great question. Mm. But that was a really nice moment of, you know, we saw Mary and Eddie. They were laughing. They were having a good time. She ends up somehow getting the nail polish remover maybe to get that the, yeah i the think super so glue out that's actually a really good idea yeah yeah that, i'm assuming that might be it but it's continuing to see you know the chemistry's building there but that animosity between the the two is turning a little bit more into maybe camaraderie because later the next thing we see is uh them flower shopping when mary is asking eddie how him and fran met and Fran was a bookie in college, and he would bet, I guess, on sports, and that's how they met. It's just really interesting how I do appreciate in this movie how they kind of go further in depth as to how their background and storylines came to be. Um, like, how cool is it? Like, Fran was a bookie. Like, that's badass. That is badass. That's cool. And this is another movie where, like, there are certain romantic comedies where they really make the sideline characters stars of the movie. Yeah. And that, like, each of them have their own pros and cons. With this one, it was almost entirely Mary, her family, and just Fran and Eddie. Yeah. So you got those those opportunities to tell a little bit more of the backstory of... Fran was a bookie? Yeah, she was a bookie. She single-handedly established this underground gambling ring at UC Berkeley, took bets on every sporting event you could imagine, ran numbers, <laughs> and even hosted a Vegas night at a sorority house. You're lying. No, no, that was Fran. Orchids? Does that work? Yeah, orchids would work. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, she was the coolest. <laughs> I was the bookworm, she was the wild child, and she picked me. And this this actually gives us a great opportunity to learn a little bit more about Mary's backstory yes. in that she's just, you know, looking around with Eddie at some flowers, and she sees two people. Mm -hmm. And she immediately grabs Eddie, and she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, what's going on? And then she drops to the ground and she starts crawling yeah. along the ground, probably to get away from whoever those two people were. Yeah. She fails at that miserably 100%. because she ends up right beside them. Like you went toward them. Yeah, you went toward them. <laughs> it's bad. Well, not good spatial awareness no. there, Mary. No. So then they see her and they're like, oh my God, Mary? And she's like on the ground and she pretends like, oh, found the flower I was looking for. And she grabs the first flower that's in front of her, stands up, and then she's chatting with these two people. And Eddie comes along. He's like, hey, what, what's the deal with these people? And Mary reveals, well, this is my, was my fiancé. He is my ex. Funny story. See, Keith was my fiancé. And Wendy was his high school girlfriend. And on the night of our rehearsal dinner, I found them making out. In my car. I think that covers all the high points. Did I leave anything out? So now we learn a little bit more about Mary's backstory and why she is maybe a little bit of why the way she is. She's a little bit guarded and Eddie is kind of like the first, that date that she had with him might have been the first time she's kind of let her guard down a little while. She's yeah. very guarded around her father in terms of when are you going to get married and knowing this backstory that she actually had a 
she was going to get married and that yeah. fell through in a really tumultuous way. You kind of understand a little bit more her rationale. But then we get the trifecta of Matthew McConaughey savior moments is what I'm going to call it. Oh, okay. I like this. Because Mary ends up getting hammered. She gets yeah. drunk yeah. and he ends up carrying her back to her apartment and they have some trouble buzzing her in. Eventually they get into her apartment and they once again have like a nice little moment of he's taking care of her. And this is a weird theme I've noticed in this movie because you brought it up. He saves her three times. The meat cute at the dumpster. She's yeah. going to get killed by a dumpster. <laughs> There's the runaway horse situation. He saves her with he the does. runaway horse. Then now she's she's drunk. He saved her from the ex and she's drunk or he brought her home. I feel like 30% of this movie, Jennifer Lopez is either in a daze <laughs> or just like she's in some need of assistance from Matthew McConaughey's character. I think you're right. He's just always there to save her from things. Although I do have to say uh, roasting marshmallows on a candle is the worst idea ever and probably would kill her so he didn't save her from that oh that's right he, oh, oh is that bad are there like some carcinogens or something in that well i mean there's like a whole bunch of like artificial scents in, that's in candles <laughs> and you're you're literally roasting marshmallow marshmallows like pumpkin spice right Pro and, and like fake pumpkin spice probably yeah. not good for you yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah that this was a moment where i think we're finally starting to see a little bit of that original love blossom between the two. Yeah, and you know, it ended well. He leaves, but then he knocks again and says, do you ever think about that night in the park? I don't know your dad's first name. I don't know if you ever wore braces or, or contacts or glasses. And I have no idea how you came to be a wedding planner, Mary. But I know the curves of your face. I know every fleck of gold in your eyes. And I know that that night in the park was the best time I've ever had. Eddie's come back around. What are you he, doing? He has fallen in love with Mary. I think he was already falling in love with Mary, but yes. this moment here was the, hey, he, he was putting his neck out there. He was. Asking he was... the question, am I crazy or yeah. am I falling in love with you right and now? And she says she's a magnet for unavailable men. Yeah. So besides your tux measurements... That's all I need to know. Yeah. So kind of like a very clinical response to it. Shuts him down. She's looking at that bag of money. Which like, again, I mean like. That's what she set out to do. Yeah. Eddie was the asshole in the beginning. So the fact that she's taking a hard line at him. Valid. I can't knock her for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like there's a lot of really cute moments. I mean the scene right before this is just like really, really cute. And like she really says, sweet. you know, I'm not enough. And he says, no, you are. And that was really sweet. Like there's a lot of sweet moments in this movie that you can get past everything else to get to, to oh, the good stuff, go. you know? Salesperson Sarah's here. So Fran comes home early, though, and she is in Mary's office when she gets to work. Dun, dun, dun. And she says, I can't go through with this wedding. She can't sp stand specific things that drive her crazy about him. You know, he chews too loud or he, you know, doesn't put the toilet seat down or whatever. It's uh, And so she has another pep talk with her, just talks her down, says, no, you know what? He loves you. You love him. You guys should be together. Like, Well, so that that's a theme that comes up twice in the wedding that Mary has. It's almost like a pre-programmed response yes. to brides when they get a little bit of cold feet. Yeah. You are timeless. Yeah, you, you know, are timeless. He was just telling me the other day, oh, how lucky I am that she chose me. She has this response. It's, I think it's actually the first scene that we see, right, is her yeah. talking to the very first bride. And she says almost word for word verbatim, what she's telling to Fran now. So you understand that it's it's just something that Mary says to probably every bride. Mm. Actually, I've got a question. Okay. What do you think is the percentage mm. of brides that have like second thoughts or a little bit of cold feet or something or or just a freak out of any kind before the a wedding? A freak out of any kind? Percentage. 15 to 20? Maybe. Okay, so one in five brides are going to have a moment where they're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know if it's like, I can't do this, but like you said, what a freak out. So what does a freak out constitute? A freak out. There's something wrong with the wedding, maybe. We got to call it off because it's raining. Oh, I don't know if you, I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to think of like, call it a, call it off, maybe like 10%. 10% call it off. Maybe okay. not 20% even. 20% just a generic freak out. Yeah, just like, oh my God, something happened. Like, oh my God, what are we going to do? It's Everything's falling apart. I think you got to pump those numbers up. 
I think maybe it's like, like 35 percent I think it's for like that 40%. for like general freakouts general freakouts okay yeah. 30 I'm thinking 40 percent to be quite mm, honest yeah and that's interesting because now we're seeing a few different perspectives Eddie is obviously falling in love with Mary and Mary shuts him down on the other side of things Fran is obviously having cold feet yeah Mary also shuts that down I know Mary is holding this wedding together she's the glue <laughs> Jesus. or she, the band-aid she is the, she's something Sarah <laughs> Mary goes home after this craziness day and Massimo proposes to her with a dollhouse. To be honest, this was the part where I was like, okay, there's a lot coming at me real fast. The the end of this movie was just... It was quick, yeah. So like really, really cute speech. She uses a Scrabble board to say, not yes, but okay. Right, that's not a good sign. That's not a yes. No. Even you, you need to give yourself a pep talk. Then again, she's playing Scrabble, though. She's playing with the pieces on the board. Maybe she didn't have any Ys, but she had an O and a K. Oh, my God. I should go back to the scene and see if there we was a Y. We got to count her letters yes. to see what else she could have said. Yeah, yeah. What if there's no N and O? She's like, well, I got to say, okay, <laughs> okay, that's the only option Well, there was an O for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're right. It does kind of move a little bit fast. So it's their wedding day. And... Yeah. And Eddie goes to see Fran and says, let's take a walk. Let's go, you know, let's go and talk. And at that same time, Mary says she needs to leave the wedding, leaves the wedding in Penny's hands. And she is going to City Hall to go and get married to Massimo. That's right. Lots happening here. So So much. Mary is in the middle of Fran and Eddie's wedding. She leaves it to Mary Massimo. Eddie and Fran are having a talk and they're basically deciding, I don't think we should do this, right? Yeah. He asks, why do you want to marry me? And she can't. She has no response. She has no response. And he goes into, you know, things have changed. We've changed since college. You know, are we really the best together? And he sees her off in a taxi. And then poor Penny's running up behind saying, where's the bride going? This is the most important client that their company's had. All of a sudden, Mary ditches and not 15 minutes later, the wedding's called off through no fault of her own. Like, yeah, oh my God, is that, is that the bride? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the bride. And then Penny tells Eddie that, oh, Mary's off getting married to Massimo at the courthouse. And he goes, what? He She can't do that. And then he gets into a cab. By the time he gets there, the father and everybody are kind of outside the courthouse. And we learn that, well, I mean, we did, as the audience, we did see a little bit of it. Yes. Um, the dad actually was oh. the one to say, hey, you know what? I don't think when they're like, yeah. speak now or forever, hold your peace. Everybody was actually kind of like <laughs> looking at each other like, is nobody going to say anything right yeah, now? And then yeah. eventually the dad's like, listen, I don't think this is right for you. And and Eddie is over the moon about it. And Mosmo is such a good, good human. He brings him to see her on his moped and it's just it's just so cute he goes you're the one who she's in love with let me take you to her Massimo is a speed bump in this movie he's there to create a little bit of conflict but to ultimately get driven over <laughs> yeah. by Matthew McConaughey he was the ride you were <laughs> you were never the leading man you were Matthew McConaughey is on a horse and he's the just moped driver jump right over you yeah yeah <laughs> Massimo takes Eddie to where it all began, the park. The park. The park, and he finds her there sitting and eating brown M&Ms only. Only the brown ones. And it ends with them kissing. (sighs) If the premise wasn't him potentially cheating. I know. Weeks earlier in that park. It's a very small part of the movie. Uh, like obviously I've got a problem with that, but it is uh, a me great too. Rewatch. Me too. Like, I do have a problem with it. It's it right. <laughs> Just letting you know. It's Matthew McConaughey, it's Jennifer Lopez. What would you say top ten, top twenty romantic comedy? Top twenty for sure. Yeah. For sure. Are we on to quick facts? We are. Fran's mother, played by Joanna Gleason, sings very badly in the movie and is told numerous times by her daughter that she will not be singing at the wedding. In real life, Joanna is a very good singer and has appeared in several Broadway musicals, including Into the Woods, for which she won the 1988 Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical. To be fair, when she hits that high note... That makes the horse. Well, I mean, she hits the note. Yeah. It's just a horrible screeching (laughs) note, but she hits it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Brendan Fraser was supposed to play the role of Dr. Steve Eddie. What? Yeah. But due to scheduling conflicts with filming, the movie bedazzled in 2000. 
he was unable to take the role. Shut up. He went with Bedazzled instead of... Can I just say I've never heard of the movie Bedazzled? I feel like I've heard of it. I've never heard of it. Can't be as good as The Wedding Planner, though. (laughs) There's Uh, no way. No. Agreed. Agreed. But I also can't see Brendan Fraser playing Matthew Matthew McConaughey's choice. 100%. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar was set to star as Mary, but had to drop out because scheduling conflicts with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. Jennifer Love Hewitt was developing a separate movie with the same premise for her to star in, um, but The Wedding Planner hit theaters before hers and was forced to cancel the project. Oh, that that doesn't mean you need to cancel. Remember when No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits came out like eight months apart from each other? Same premise. And people watched both. Jennifer Love Hewitt, you got to keep that going. Yeah, they're compared quite a bit, but yeah. 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 The first old movie played in the park is Two Tickets to Broadway from 1951, starring Janet Leigh and Tony Martin. Bree Turner, who plays the bride needing comforting by Jennifer Lopez at the beginning of the movie, also opened for another wedding movie as a bridesmaid in the opening title sequence performance in My Best Friend's Wedding. I was going to say My Best Friend's Wedding. I knew in that. 1997. Oh, there are fan theories claiming it was her playing the same character, still unlucky in love. Oh my God. So what? The idea is in 1997, she's wishing and hoping and dreaming and whatever, (laughs) but she doesn't actually get married. So then in 01, she's potentially maybe getting married again. Or she was a bridesmaid then, right? So she's still not. Yeah. Yeah. In an early scene in Matthew McConaughey's office as Dr. Eddie, he indicates a framed picture of his sister. The prop is actually a picture of associate producer and choreographer Anne Fletcher, who had a scene in the movie that was cut. Mary's boss, Jerry, is married to the best man that Mary fed the toast to in his ear in real life. The taxi driver in the beginning of the movie that hits the dumpster that Steve has to save Mary from is the same taxi driver who drives Steve to City Hall. What? In the movie at the park, where Steve is throwing away the colored M&Ms, he says that he only eats the brown ones, believing that they have less artificial coloring because chocolate is already brown. The fact is likely the opposite, since the shell over the M&Ms is sugar and food coloring, not chocolate. <laughs> so there is no, yeah, no. There's He's no evidence. He's actually doing the opposite. Yeah. Potentially, yes, because it actually takes um, more color to make to a make darker brown. color yeah. than it would be to make a lighter color. So actually, like a yellow would probably be less artificial coloring than the brown. Good to know. Pick brighter colors. <laughs> this movie may hold the unofficial Hollywood record for most credited producers of any movie ever made. 14, including six executive producers, six producers, and two co-producers. However, since the movie was released, there are a few movies with more than 14 producers, including Lee Daniels' The Butler, who holds the record now for the movie with the most producers sitting at 39. Wow. Jennifer Lopez was featured in 13 Going on 30 on a cover of Poise magazine. Judy Greer is also in this movie, 13 Going on 30, and The Wedding Planner. In the beginning, when Mary is giving Penny reasons why she doesn't want to be with Massimo, she says he kept asking her if she had a vagina. (laughs) Penny says that maybe he wants to be a doctor. Justin Chambers, who plays Massimo, is famous for playing Alex Karev on the hit ABC show, Grey's Anatomy. What a fact. Yeah. What should have been? Okay, do you have a what should have been? I do. Okay, what's your what should have been? Fran. Okay. Should have ended up with... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to picture people who she reminds me of, and she reminds me of Pepper Potts. Oh. From Iron Man. Okay, I like that. Yep, that's a good one. She should end up with a superhero-like character like Tony Stark, because she's a strong, empowered businesswoman very much like pepper Potts, yeah and you have a strong character like tony stark we need somebody to put him in his place i think fran can do that oh i like and I that think there could actually be some chemistry there i completely agree with you i like that she is a strong independent woman and um i like that matchup i think yeah. that would be really good tell tony stark how it is let's uh redo iron man and cast her as pepper Potts. there you go done we'll write to marvel well no it's gonna be the, in the same universe so it's still fran pepper Potts doesn't exist anymore She just went from Eddie to Tony Stark. Okay, okay. (laughs) I have, uh, as my what should have been, Massimo should end up with Gigi Phillips from He's Just Not That Into You. Oh, Gigi? No. Yes. No, I don't like it. Why? She needs somebody to love her. That's it. She needs somebody to love her a lot. She requires a lot That is her prerequisite. Oh, my God. Is love, just to love her. And Massimo has a lot of love to give. Yeah. I mean, I'm here's the thing. I don't like it, but I can't 
I, I'm trying to argue why it won't work out, and <laughs> but I can't you know it think will. of anything. I just don't like it, though. And rewatchability. I haven't written mine down. My rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 5. Storyline, 3.5. Thirst Factor, 5. Imagination, 4.5. Soundtrack, 4. Cheese, 4.5. For a total score of 4.42 out of 5. That's a high score. That's a lot. I've got chemistry, 4.5. Okay, they have really good chemistry together. They do have good chemistry. Storyline, 3. Yeah, okay. Thirst Factor, 5. I agree with you. Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Lopez. Spicy, hot. Imagination, 4. Okay. Soundtrack, 3. To be honest, it was going to be a 2, except for the fact that the rolling into credits song, they picked a J-Lo song to roll into the credits, and I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) So it was going to be a two, it bumped up to the three, and a cheese factor of four. Okay. For a total score of twenty or uh, 3.9 out of five. Okay. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of The Wedding Planner. If you are listening to us on Spotify, please follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a review. We love to read those reviews. And as well, if you have any kind of thoughts and opinions, or if you just want to reach out and chat, I'm telling you, we, we literally respond to every single person. It's funny when people message us and then we respond and they're like oh my god you messaged us yeah man we we love to talk to you it's so cool that you're taking this time to to sit down with us and listen to us rewatch these movies and hopefully you're doing that as well we've heard lots of stories about that uh, people making it into date nights so thank you for coming along this journey with us thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>